Our song leader, Ed, is that yeah, Ed? Uh-huh. You know, he stands here, and this thing hits him about two inches above the belly button. And I stand here. What's fair about that? I'm going to bring it down just a little bit. Not that I'm going to use it. It's just that i got to see. <laughs> you know, I only got one eye and it looks like that thing is going to hit me. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> But who said life's supposed to be fair, right? <laughs> All right, well, I am above average in Peru, right? I mean, yeah, I'm above average in Peru. I, yeah, I'm feel kind of tall there. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much um, for the opportunity, Pastor, and I thank the Lord for allowing me to be here. I wish Barb could be here with me, to be honest with you. I feel kind of like a fish out of water without her next to me, but um, that just wasn't possible this time. Next time, we won't have any kids at home, and so we should be able to um, travel pretty much the whole furlough next furlough but right now she's with Caleb down in South Carolina but she does send her greetings so um, she does remember this church very well and last night I was texting with Brienne and she said oh say hi to Pastor Weeda and to his wife and to the church there so greetings from from the family all right well let's open our Bibles this morning Please, to Hebrews chapter 11. What's Hebrews chapter 11 about? Huh? Faith. 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 Great chapter on faith. The Bible has a lot to say about faith, but this chapter kind of gives us the... the... uh, the nutshell of what faith is, you know, and, and, and examples of faith. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. Um, I will begin reading. I guess I get, better get my eyeball on. Uh, you know, they call it glasses. That's not fair either. I only need one. <laughs> you know, so what's the other one for? I spare. <laughs> I gotta do reading glasses. I'm sorry, but anyway, okay. So I am going to begin reading this morning in verse 32. All right, and I don't. I'm. I don't know what version you use particularly. I'm reading out of the King James, but um, I'm sure you can follow along. Verse 32 says this: And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to fight the armies of the, of the aliens, Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. 
and others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. All the, uh, and, and these all, have obtained, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us that they, without us, should not be made perfect. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. I thank you for, for, for this, your church, Lord, and these, your people. And I thank you, Lord, for, for your word to us this morning. And I pray, Lord, that you would use it in our hearts, in our lives. Lord, I pray that um, you would give your people hearts and ears to understand. Lord, give me words. Help me not to be a, a hindrance to the understanding of your word, but I pray, Lord, that you would speak to all of us through your word this morning and that we would be willing to listen and to uh, obey. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I mentioned in Sunday school just briefly, one of the more common questions that people ask me uh, when I'm on furlough is, Tim, uh, how do you do what you do? Um, and, 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 And the truth is, I don't. I don't. I truly believe with all my heart, that God is the one who does the work and that we are simply instruments in His hands. But He does use us. He does use us. By the way, God does not use us because of who we are. God uses us in spite of who we are. All right, And God does not use us because of who we are. He uses us because of who He is. And it's for His honor and for His glory. And as we read about these people in Hebrews, we didn't read the whole chapter, but in the beginning it mentions specific people, and it gets into some detail about how God used them. For example, Abraham and Moses. And it talks about some people pretty extensively. In the section we read, it mentions a few people Uh, by name, but then it makes reference to others without even mentioning their name. But we can kind of figure out who it's talking about by what it says about them and what God did through them. So when people say, how do you do what you do? I don't, but all I have to do is submit to him, to be used by him, and, and, and the only way I can do that is by faith just like they did. Alright, so let's talk about that a little bit. Verse 32. And what shall I more say, for time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and Jephthah, David also and Samuel and of the prophets. I mean, you know, a lot has been written and a lot has been said about these people. A lot has been said. The writer of Hebrews simply says, you know, I just, 
there's not enough time to tell about them because God did such great things through them that, you know, there's just not enough time to look into those details at this point. Verse 33, Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. Now, who could that be talking about? Huh? Daniel. Yeah. Pretty sure that's talking about Daniel. <laughs> um, okay. Did Daniel stop the mouths of the lions? No. The wording... You know, it's like who through faith subdued and who faith did through faith did this. And in case of Daniel, who through faith um, uh, stopped the mouths of lions. Who did stop the mouths of lions? God did, not Daniel. Okay, and 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 that's what I'm getting at. It's God that does the work. It's God that did it in every one of these cases, not them specifically. Okay, so when people say, oh yeah, Tim started that church. Well, I mean, I might have been the instrument. But it was God that started the church. Okay, so somebody stopped the mouths of lions. It wasn't Daniel. It was God who stopped the mouths of Daniel through, I mean, it stopped the mouths of the lions through Daniel's faith. We got that, right? And then it talks about verse 34, quench the violence of fire. Well, who could that be talking about? Daniel had three buddies. Yeah? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When I was a little kid, I used to say, to bed we go. (laughs) Shadrach, Meshach, and to bed we go. Well, (laughs) that was when I was a little kid. I'm still little. (laughs) I'm not a kid anymore. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, do you remember the story of those three guys? Yeah. You know, the king said, "You, when, when the trumpet sounds, everybody has to bow down. I mean, not kneel down. Bow down all the way to the ground in front of the statue that I've built, the idol that I've built. So when the time came, Everybody bowed down all the way to the ground except Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They stood straight. They didn't, they didn't hide. They didn't like, well, let's just pretend we're bowing. No, they didn't do that. They stood up. Very, very visible because everybody else was flat on the ground just about or bowed down pretty close to it. They stood straight and they were given a second chance. Don't you know and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but don't you know that if you don't bow down before this idol, you're going to be thrown into this fiery furnace? Do you remember their answers? Or their answer? And again, I'm paraphrasing just a little bit, but basically their answer was, we believe that our God is able to deliver us from the fire. But even if He doesn't, we will not bow down to your idol. That, that response to me is, is kind of the key to, to faith. Okay? Faith doesn't mean you know what's going to happen. 
Faith means you don't know what's going to happen. But whatever happens, God's in charge and He's going to do a work. Okay? Did Daniel know what was going to happen when they threw him into the lion's den? He didn't know what was going to happen. He probably, in his mind, was thinking, okay, I'm a goner. <laughs> you know, by the time I land on that floor, I'll be in pieces. Because there are several lions down there. And this is it. This is it. But I'm not going to stop praying just because they tell me I have to. I'm still going to pray to to my God, to the only true living God. And I'm not going to do it quietly. I'm not going to do it secretly. He opened the windows of his, of his house so everybody could hear him praying. <laughs> okay? And I imagine when they were grabbing him and getting ready to throw him in that, in that lion's den, I imagine he was thinking, okay, I'm... I'm going home. But God closed the mouths of the lions. They didn't touch him. I don't know if he touched them. <laughs> I'd have been tempted, I suppose. But, um, it, you know, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. But I, I think, I think he, he, he had faith. He, he definitely had faith. But I don't think he was expecting that. I think he was expecting to be devoured. To be devoured. How about these guys? They had faith. We believe that our God is able to deliver us. I don't think that they were expecting what happened to happen. Okay? But, we believe our God is able, but even if He doesn't. And so, they obeyed God. They were thrown in the, in, into the fiery furnace. The guys that threw them in were burned up. But they weren't. And by the way, whenever God allows us to pass through a difficult time and a trial, He never makes us go through it alone. Remember there were three that were thrown in? But there were four in there. Okay, when we go through a tough time, the Lord is always going to be there with us. And when we try to figure it out on our own, we're going to get in trouble. He's there to, to, to guide us through whatever the, the, the trial or the trouble may be. And, of course, we know what happened. God allowed them to live through it. The, the, the smell of the fire wasn't even on their clothes. I mean, that, that was just in Redding, California. You know, fire capital of the world, I think, this year. Um, fire's everywhere. I mean, it's just devastated. You drive outside of Redding... Beautiful mountains there, Shasta and, and all of that area of Northern California, and it's just devastated by the fire. I mean, you, you can't walk outside without smelling smoke. You know, 100 years ago, there was a big fire here. Is that what you were mentioning yesterday? I imagine the smoke was in the air for quite a long time. But these guys got thrown into a fiery furnace. They didn't even smell like firewood. Were these great miracles... Did God do a great work? Yes. I mean, is that an awesome yes. result of their faith or not? Yes. I would say that's, that's pretty awesome. I think that is just pretty awesome. And that is just such a great picture of the great God we serve. All right? The, he, he is all-powerful. He is almighty. And, and, and He does wonderful things through His people. 
And the thing about faith, about, about submitting to God to be used by Him, by faith, is that we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what God's going to do. But whatever He's going to do is good. <laughs> All right? Whatever He's going to do is good. We don't know what that's going to be. Read on just a little bit here. Verse 34, quench the violence of fire. And then the next thing it says, escaped the edge of the sword. Okay? That's a pretty good outcome too. But look at verse 37. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. They were tempted. Were slain with the sword. Isn't it interesting that in verse 34, some, by faith, escaped the edge of the sword... And in verse 37, others, by faith, were slain with the sword. I, I, think, I think that's... That's not fair. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> because God's the one who does that. And, and, and when, we, when we, by faith, launch out in obedience to God, we don't know what the outcome is going to be. We, we, we got to Peru in 1989. Right in the, in the height of, the, of terrorism in Peru. Shining Path, anybody remember that name? Yeah? Raise your hand if you ever heard about the Shining Path. Yeah, the Shining Path was a terrorist organization in Peru that killed 350,000 people in a 10-year period. <coughs> They were, they, they, they were trained in China. Their leadership was trained in China. Maoist um, uh, philosophy. They wanted to overtake the, the country, take over the government, take over the country. And the means that they were going to use to do that was terrorism. Just scare the people into saying, okay, you're, you're the man. And they, 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 they killed politicians. They killed beggars. You know? They killed priests. And they killed uh, university professors who denied God. They killed a lot of Christians. A lot of Christians. They would go into a church. I mean, I, I've, I've been to some of these churches. Okay? I'm familiar with them. They went into one church and they surrounded the congregation as the pastor was preaching and they said, who, who believes what this guy is preaching? Well, those who truly believe, those who truly by faith, <laughs> you know, trusted God for what he was going to do, they stood up. They weren't going to deny their faith. And they said, okay, the rest of you can leave. And they just shot everybody right there in the, in the auditorium. But they went into another church and did the same thing. They surrounded the congregation and they said, who believes what this pastor is preaching? And the true believers stood up and they said, okay, you guys can leave and shot the others. I mean, we don't want any cowards in our organization. We want people to stand up for what they believe in. I mean, it's just, you never knew what they were going to do. It was un unpredictable. And we got to Peru right during that time. It was pretty scary. It was pretty scary. 
You know, we had bombs go off three blocks from our house when we were living in Cusco that first year. I mean, it, 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 was, it was a pretty scary time. We, we were in, in one of the mountain villages in, in Cochapata preaching for a conference. And the conference was Thursday through Sunday. We'd been there all week. You know, meetings all day and services at night to invite the lost in and evangelistic themes at night. And, and, the, and then they, they would always ask me to bring a Christian film to, to kind of cap it all off with a Christian film. You know, very little electricity. We had to haul our own um, generator around. No electricity at that time uh, in, in most of those places. And, uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't a CD. It was, do you remember the old reel-to-reel where you had to feed it through and then you turn it on and it was <laughs> all through the whole thing and it was kind of jumpy? Yeah? <laughs> okay. Some of you remember those times. Well, we, we took the big machine with us and the, the you know, the big uh, film with us and so the last night, Sunday night, we put the film on, and I think it was a moody science film or something like that, but it had an evangelistic theme, and we, we put that thing, got it going, and, and as, I'm, as, I'm, you know, as I turn everything on and get it going, I, I, I noticed that the past, somebody, one of the deacons came in, and he looked pretty alarmed, and he kind of scrunched down with the pastor over here in the, on the side, and, it, I mean, obviously something was going on, so I kind of went over there and I said, what, what's going on? And they said, you've got to leave now. You've got to leave. Just stop the film. Leave now. Well, why? I've <laughs> been here all week. You know, and, 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 and he said, well, the, the terrorists just came into town and they're going from house to house asking what these Americans are doing here in town. And they've got their guns. Okay, you know, try to swallow, and <clears throat> so okay. Well, let's pray. So we kind of went off to the side a little bit, and we prayed as the others were watching the film. And then I said, "Okay, let's let, let let's just calm down a little bit." Okay, we'd been announcing all week we're going to leave Monday morning at three o'clock in the morning. I had to go to Santo Tomas, which is where t- t- or, uh, Ken used to used to be. We had to go to Santo Tomas the next day, which was a 14-hour drive from where we were. And, and the conference started that Monday night there in Santo Tomas. And so I said, we'll leave it about 3, uh, three, o'clock, uh, yeah, 3 o'clock in the morning. We'll leave and drive to Santo Tomas to, to get this started. We'd been announcing that all week. I said, what do you think is going to happen? I'm sure they're saying, when are they leaving? And that probably everybody is saying, oh, they said they're going to leave at 3 o'clock in the morning. So they're expecting us to leave at 3 o'clock in the morning, and we pack up at 9.30 at night and get out of here. No, that doesn't look like we're trying to hide anything. You know, so I said, let's just watch the movie. People are enjoying it. You know, and God's going to bless. And, and we're just going to leave at the time we said we were going to leave. So the service ended. We put the old ancient Model T projector away and all of that and, and packed it all in the car and packed what we could to get ready to leave at 3 o'clock in the morning, kept the bare essentials for staying overnight, and we slept that night. 3 o'clock in the morning, we got up to leave. I fully expected them to be up on the hill, up on the pass outside of town, waiting for us. They weren't. They weren't, but I expected them to be. You know, 
God's going to do what he's going to do. And by faith, we just have to say, yes, sir. (laughs) You know, by faith. You know, people who have served in the military, they have to say, yes, sir, a lot. But they have to say, yes, sir, to people who can make serious mistakes. I mean, officers aren't perfect. They can make mistakes. But we say yes, sir, to one who will never make a mistake. He's got everything under control, perfectly under control. And all we have to do is say, yes, sir. So, let me ask you this. What was so special about Daniel? Hmm? Well, I mean, about Daniel, just Daniel. What was so special about him? Why would God choose him? What was special about him? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. He wasn't seven feet tall, like Ed. (laughs) 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 You know, he was just a common, ordinary guy. What was special about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Nothing. What's so special about Tim and Barb Watley? Nothing. Trust me. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. But that's what God does. I remember I was in an interview one time. I was trying to get a job at UPS when I was a student at Faith Baptist Bible College. Trying to get a job at UPS and I went in for the interview. They had me fill out a form. I hate those forms. Then we fill out a form. And the form had questions like, what are your natural abilities? Really? I mean, I got to think for 14 hours to come up with a very short list, two items. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Seriously. I, I mean, I, I've got one, you know, it's pretty good ability. I, I have the ability to imitate a donkey. <laughs> it's pretty natural. I just do it. Seriously, I mean, when I see filled with donkeys in it and I do my thing, they answer. I'm not kidding. They answer. That's an ability. I don't think that's what they're looking for. Yeah. The other thing that comes to mind is is the ability, and it's a very natural ability. I mean, it is as natural as can be. It is the ability to really, really mess up when I try to do things my way. I when I try to take things. Into my own hands. When I try to do things my way, I just really, really, really make a mess of it. And you do too. And that's just the truth. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be offensive. But we are very, very, very fallible. You see, we're broken. We are. We just are. That's just the result of sin. And the effects on our lives, we are just broken. And there is nothing special about us. And our natural abilities are not real good when you come right down to it. But see, that's what makes God's goodness and His grace and His mercy and everything else just shine. Because we don't. You know what I'm saying? So if we are willing to be used of God, then 
humble yourself before him and say, Lord, I, this might not have been my plan, but I believe it's yours, and I believe you're going to do great things, whatever that is. And whatever happens, whatever the result is, and whatever I have to go through, that's fine. I trust you. That's all these guys did. That's all these guys did. Tonight, I want to share a story with you about a man named Ignacio. Ignacio Cajamarca. I like that name, Ignacio. Ignatius. Sounds kind of cool. Ignacio. I'm going to share that with you tonight. And verse 38 says, Of whom the world was not worthy. There, there were people back then, and they've been throughout history. And I believe there are, even today, people of whom the world is not worthy. People that God uses in extraordinary ways. And it's not that the world is not worthy of them because of who they are. It's that the world is not worthy of them because of who God is and how he has used them. And that's just one of those people. I'll tell you about him tonight, so come back. All right? But let's be faithful. And let's have faith. Let's just trust God to do what he wants to do through us. Our vision is very, very limited. Mine is especially limited. But seriously, our vision is very, very limited. We can't see around a corner. We literally cannot see around a corner. But God can. We see everything right now. This minute. You know, yesterday is, is a memory... Sometimes it's pretty vague. You know, and the further away you get from the event, the more vague it becomes in your memory. Yeah, I mean, I can't even remember what I did five minutes ago. (laughs) And if I tried to repeat something, I'd never be able to repeat it again. You know, because my memory just isn't that good. And I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't even know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. So... You know, we can't see into the future. We have a very uh, vague glimpse into the past just because we've been through it, but it's not real clear anymore. But what we do see clearly is right now. But God sees everything right now. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? According to Ephesians 1, 4, God knew every one of us before the foundation of the world. Before he said, let there be light, we were already on his mind. He was seeing this minute before creation. That is pretty awesome. Don't you think he can do a better job than you? You know, kids say, how do I make decisions? Well, let God make them for you. Because he knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows what's down the, down the road. He knows what's over the mountain, what's around the bend. God knows everything. He knew it. He's known it since before the creation of the world. And he can make some pretty good decisions for us. It might not be easy. I'm sure it wasn't easy for... Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. I'm sure it wasn't. 
But God was honored and glorified. And we may have to do, you know, pass some hard times. We might have to share, shed some tears. <laughs> I've shed a lot. But God will be glorified and honored if we are just obedient. By faith. By faith. I mean, bottom line, do we or do we not trust God? That's what it boils down to. One of the most important questions my dad ever did, ever, ever asked me. I had just been convinced that God wanted me to be a missionary back in Peru. I was on the Ariba program in Peru. And my dad said, Tim, can you do it alone? Well, what do you mean, Dad? Well, can you be a missionary single? Can you be a single missionary man in Peru? Well, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. He said, well, then start praying for her. But I don't know who it is. I don't know who God, who, 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 who God wants me to marry. I don't know who I want to marry. He says, no, you don't know, but God does. So just start praying for her. Just start praying for her. Three months later, Barb walked off the plane. Pretty cool <laughs> how, how, how the Lord did that. But you just trust God. You know, I, if, I'd have, if I'd have married the girl that I thought I wanted to marry, I'd have messed up so bad. I'd, I wouldn't be here today, I'll tell you that much. Because I know that would not have been God's will. <laughs> but God, when I started praying for God, you do your will and you know who it is and you keep her safe and, and Lord, you use her and you work in her life and you prepare her for, for what you have for her and, and all of that and I started praying for her, then God definitely showed me what his will was and who I was supposed to marry. So young people, how do you make a decision like that? You know, who are you going to marry? Don't. I'm not saying don't get married. I'm saying don't make that decision. Let God make it for you. He'll show you. He'll show you. And that's what it is to live by faith. What do you want to do with your life? God will show you. He might use whatever abilities you have. And on the other hand, he might not. I mean, God is God and God has the last word. And it's always good. <laughs> it's always, always good, you know? I, I, when I was a kid, I didn't want to be a missionary. No way. I don't want to do what mom and dad do. That's pretty tough. I don't want to be a missionary. Now, there's nothing I'd rather do. I don't envy any of you. <laughs> I don't. I love what I do. And I want to do it as long as God gives me the breath, the strength, and the health to do it. I just want to serve Him. And be used by Him. So, God will lead you, and wherever He leads you, you're going to love it. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but you're going to love it. You're going to enjoy it. There are going to be tough times. There are going to be times when you want to throw in the towel. That's just fact. I wanted to throw in the towel. But you know deep down, no, God's in this. God's in this. And He's going to use this. And He's going to use me. He's going to use you. All right? Thank you very much, Pastor. I'm going to turn it over to you.
Wow. Wow. <laughs> I just had to raise that up a little bit. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> well, 